Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Just be clear about what you really want out of the business. I don't think everyone needs to be an entrepreneur business owner like me. I think it's great, you know, what I have, and a lot of people look at what I'm doing with marketing and want to do it too, but you can find a way to do that within a firm. So be very clear because not everybody is wired for this path. But if you do feel like you are, I would say get clear about what is going to make you different. Hello, welcome to Freelance to Founder. I'm your host, Brandon Hull. On our show, we tell the real stories, and that means more than just the how-tos of people who've scaled their businesses to be much bigger than themselves. This is Season 5, Episode 7, and you know, a recurring theme with our guests is this belief that they're destined for something different. They're meant for a different way of life when it comes to their career. Many have been quick to point out that they're happy with how their parents raised them and the career model their parents represented, but most felt their path was meant to be different. But what's different about today's story is this. Our guest didn't branch off from her day job per se. She didn't dabble in something else on the side while working in her day job. In this case, she decided to break off from the corporate world and do the same work for herself with her own brand and her own team. And she wanted to do it in a tough cutthroat industry, financial services. Now, even if you know nothing or want to know nothing about the financial services industry, this is a great story. Learn about how you can approach building your own thing on your terms and do it while building your personal brand. This is the story of Brittany Castro. Season five of Freelance to Founder is supported by Gusto. On your own journey from freelance to founder, you'll notice that HR, payroll, and benefits can be a huge pain, which is why there's Gusto. Gusto makes it easy to scale your solo business through modern technology built specifically for small businesses just like yours. And as this season's sponsor, Gusto is offering freelance to founder listeners an exclusive deal at gusto.com slash FTF. Sign up using that link and you'll get three months completely free. It's a pretty big deal. Again, that's three full months completely free of Gusto HR payroll and benefits tech at gusto.com slash FTF. This episode is supported in part by DesignCrowd. DesignCrowd helps entrepreneurs and small businesses like you outsource custom logos, business cards, and web design from top designers around the world. DesignCrowd has over 600,000 designers from Sydney to San Francisco, ready to help you with your creative ideas. With DesignCrowd, get the perfect custom design every time. Freelance to Founder listeners can receive up to $100 off their design project by visiting designcrowd.com slash founder or entering promo code founder at checkout. 
You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, the question comes up of why on Freelance to Founder do we take a step back in time to our founder's youth? Why do we take a look in their past? It's for this reason. Oftentimes, the seeds for who they become were planted in their youth, either with their parents' careers, with their parents' encouragement, with their counselor's guidance, or with the seeds of entrepreneurialism and the pursuit of something bigger that starts when our guests' lives are just getting started. Let's get to know Brittany Castro as a young youth growing up in Cerritos, California. Yeah, so the young Brittany Castro, let's see. I was definitely a fun kid. I grew up in a household where it's pretty traditional. My dad went to work. My mom stayed home with us kids. I have an older brother and a younger brother. Um, so we grew up in this like very suburban life where we, you know, went to school, came home after school, played in the neighborhood. You know, I think I was pretty mature at a young age. I actually went home to visit my parents recently and I found uh, some pictures. We were looking at old pictures and I said, oh my God, mom, have I always looked this mature? She goes, yeah, ever since you're a kid, you're so responsible. And <laughs> I said, I could, see, I could see it in my face, you know, so it's really, uh, adventurous. I actually, I feel very happy to say that I've worked hard in my life to continue to live a lot of how I lived in my childhood.
She was adventurous and curious, but she didn't know where she was headed. Most kids don't. She only knew she wanted to ultimately follow that different path, that unique path that I mentioned in the show open. I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up, but I did always have this idea of being a businesswoman. I thought I wanted to own a restaurant. My dad actually was a police officer for LAPD for many years. And uh, so he did that growing up and then he retired and did something different, like, but still in like fraud investigation. He, yeah. So actually my parents are very traditional. I would say going out on the entrepreneur path, like I did, I'm, the rebellious one in the family. Like for me, I always wanted to do something creative and different. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I was just had that in me to just do it, no matter how hard it was or scary it was, just go for it. Cause I couldn't, I realized I couldn't be happy like with that life that I came from, but it, it's a beautiful life. I mean, it's not like there's anything wrong with it, but I just always had this different mindset about how I wanted to live. Which sounds great, but you've got to start somewhere first. And Brittany's, like most of us in this way, she had to get her feet set, get going in her career, establish expertise in something, that sort of thing. And she did that. I'll tell you the story. I got a degree in business economics. And um, like I said, I kind of always thought I'd do something in business, but didn't sweat. And I sat down with my career counselor and I said, I don't know what to do. I think I want to do an event planning business. And then I worked for an event planner and I realized, no, I hate it. I like going to parties, but I do not want to do this for a living. Um, So I said, look, there's this job. It's called financial advisor. I'm going to apply. Do you think I should do it? She goes, yeah, why not? Why don't you just try it and see if you like it? I said, well, I don't really know. It's something I'll like. And, and basically, she just encouraged me. She, she just, just go for it. You won't know until you try. So that's what I did. And I had no idea what a financial advisor was. I didn't know what to do. But it seemed like it would be good for me because I did enjoy business. I always had like a knack for math. And um, I like the idea of being able to make unlimited money and in a way have my own business, right? Because you, you get your own clients and that sort of thing. So she did just that. She got her career started as a financial advisor with Ameriprise. Ameriprise and its 16,000 employees. Yeah, so Ameriprise was great. I mean, it's really hard hard for me now because I feel like, you know, you move on in life and you kind of forget all that you, the life you used to live. But that, at the time, it was 20, 2006 and it was still when there was really great training. And I kind of went into it like, I mean, I didn't know another way. So we worked 60 hour minimum work weeks. You know, you just hustle and training. There was a lot of training and there was a lot of, you got to work hard if you want this. And I was eager for it. I mean, I did it, but also at the same time, I wasn't that happy, you know, looking back, I was working a lot. I was sick a lot actually, because physically I just think that (laughs) was too much work. And, um, I realized okay, if I'm going to stay in this business, I need to find another way to do it because this way is working for me. Folks, the life of a financial advisor, it is tough. You are tapping into your personal friends network, your business network, your everything network, your cold calling business leaders. You're doing everything you can to generate business and land new clients to, well, advise. 
So now, while most financial advisors have specific criteria for whom they'll target, it's still cutthroat. There's a lot of selling involved. It's obviously not for everyone. You know, I I look back at that time. It's such a valuable learning for me because I learned quickly what I needed like to succeed, but also that that style of work wouldn't be the right fit for me. Really, in those first five years, I, I would say I put all my creative efforts into learning how to be an advisor, be an adult, <laughs> learn how to market. So with all that learning amassed over the first several years with Ameriprise, in 2013, finally, she was ready to make a change. And while that time at Ameriprise was great, it was hard to ignore the fact that she was doing so much of this work for the incentive pay that comes on a huge company's terms and with their conditions. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, Brennan, because I left Ameriprise, went to an independent firm, and then I rebuilt my book of business. And at that time, I got my CFP designation. I was 26 years old. It was 2010, so it was like when all the markets were <laughs> dipping. And um, I just started to put my head down and really study online marketing and marketing in general. So after a couple of years with that independent firm, she felt she learned all she needed to to justify making the jump. She didn't know it all, but she knew enough to make the leap to doing things on her own. And it was a big jump in a couple of ways, from a business standpoint and a personal standpoint. And then after about two and a half years at that independent firm, I started the company that I have now as a shared investment advisory. And that pivot was, <laughs> it was twofold. I broke up with my boyfriend. And I realized, screw it, man, if I'm ever going to do it, it's now or never. And um, I also wanted more freedom to be kind of known as a financial expert in the media, get paid for speaking. And I, I saw that in order to have that freedom, I just had to do my own shop like I had to. Given her savvy with all the financial aspects involved, she had already put all the official pieces in place to make this leap which is something few freelancers I've spoken to have done while moonlighting on the side. I had to definitely register myself. So that I started while I was at the independent firm. I started that registration process. You know, I started the corporation, hired an attorney to do that and just kind of called people and figured it out. You know, and it was a lot of learning. I had really no template or plan. And, um, but I just, you know, day in and day out, you just do the work. One of the hardest lessons to learn from many entrepreneurs that we've spoken to on Freelance to Founder is a lesson that Brittany learned hard and fast early on. Now, I am I actually put my head down. I don't tend to focus on what other people do, and it, it actually helps me a lot in life. It helps me feel fulfilled um, and not... Because as an entrepreneur, focus, I think, is the hardest thing to consistently have because you are creating and you are growing and you have to focus on your own path and your own game plan. Yes, it's good to look up and ask for help and look what others are doing. But if you do too much of that, in my case anyway, it actually holds me back. When you're creating every day, there's a lot of unknown, like you're uncomfortable a lot. And so I've actually learned how to get comfortable in the uncomfortable because it just means I'm fully living and doing things that I want to do. Um, and those challenges, by the way, continue. They just change and you get better at deal with dealing with them. So how did she get started? Outside of the Dave Ramseys of the world that offer financial wisdom and 
personal advice via mass media to listeners, there actually aren't as many role models for aspiring financial advisors to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, actually, I was looking at a lot of um, like reality TV stars because they, I mean, branding became so important. Like everyone's a brand and you are your brand. And so I actually, I don't know if there's anyone in specific, but I just looked at these people who are going on TV, developing a name for themselves, becoming a brand, and then they launch products or services. So that was kind of the model I was building, which is I'm building the Britney Castro brand to be able to be an advocate in the financial world, get paid for speaking and brand partnerships, but then also have my financial planning services and online courses to teach people. I would say the way that I got clients was still very much the same, like workshops, meet people, networking, but I did translate it more and more into the online world, email marketing, social media, webinars, that sort of thing. Now, if you look at my business model, it's a combination of both. Brittany had a really smart approach to launching her personal company and personal brand that you'll learn more about in a few minutes. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about financially wise women's earliest days, the specific things Brittany did to build that exposure and how her time has evolved since then. As you grow your personal business, how do you decide what to offload and what to keep on your own plate? You'll hear Brittany's take on that next. Thanks again to this season's sponsor, Gusto. If you're ready to scale your solo business, but you're worried about the complicated details behind hiring, HR, payroll, or benefits, Gusto can help. They've built some incredible technology to ensure you get HR and payroll right as you grow. You can get three free months of Gusto by visiting gusto.com slash FTF. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash F-T-F. We'd also like to thank Design Crowd for their support of this episode. Everyone knows if you're going to take your solo business more seriously, you need to look professional. With Design Crowd, hire talented designers from Sydney to San Francisco to help you design your business cards, website, or even your logo. You'll get the perfect custom design every single time. Save up to $100 by visiting designcrowd.com founder or entering promo code founder at checkout. Welcome back. We left you with a fledgling business called Financially Wise Women at financiallywisewomen.com, started by Brittany Castro after a successful stint at two financial service firms. She was ready to put her own name on things in a big way and took her cue on promoting the new business from Reality TV. What does she specifically do next? So in the beginning, I just put my faith everywhere, which I still have faith everywhere. So that definitely helped me establish my brand. Um, I focused every year on one service. And the first year I focused on building the financial planning model. Then the second year I launched my online money class. Then the third year I developed my paid speaking services. I was always speaking, but wanted to become a paid speaking and you know build a media partnership, which I did. Um, so I think that really was good. I, every year I focused on one thing solid. Um, Nothing would have deterred me. One thing I would have done is gone a personal line of credit. Brittany, what new skills have you had to learn besides the things you had to do or wish you had done early on? Oh, I mean, endless. Um, 
I've learned the capacity that I have to deal with things on a regular <laughs> basis. Um, I learned how to get what I need and fight for it in a way, because as a business owner, you, there's just so many things you got to manage and there's hard conversations that you have to have on a regular basis. I've learned how to communicate with clients openly and honestly and bring them in, like get them involved. I'm a, I'm a business owner and let them know about our growth and what we're doing and relate to them on that level as well as we're helping you with your finances. Definitely learned a lot of just about money. You know, I have debt now from starting the business, which I never had before. So, I mean, even that, I learned a whole level of compassion. To expand to where she is today, she had to have a system in place. Her speaking engagements lead to clients. Her guest appearances on TV and web shows provide leads as well. And for now, that's the primary driver of her business. Traditional financial services clients. But you can't do this alone, and you can't scale well with one client at a time. She did have an assistant that first year, and she couldn't have made it without one, but she needed more than that as the business has expanded. So you fast forward, and she has now built a team. She's learned the power of forming strategic partnerships and affiliations as well, with established names like Chase and Betterment. And those help her handle certain aspects of her business with her clients and allow her to gain more exposure to grow the business faster. I had the assistant and then I was doing all my marketing. So then I thought, okay, will make more sense for me to outsource some of this now. So it's a free time to go get more business. So it's like a constantly reevaluating where my time is going and how can I make, bring somebody in to do it so I can focus on the big stuff. It is hard in the beginning to let go because you're trusting somebody and then also <laughs> you're paying them. So that's also hard if you're letting money go out, right? Like you're, you could keep. <laughs> um, so to let go and delegate, I'm actually way better at it now more than ever this year. I would say my biggest learning in the business is delegating and delegating well. Um, and I'm still engaged. And so I also learned you can't just delegate and like, beyond with it because it's so very important to check in make sure they're happy make sure they're doing everything I'm, I'm a stickler for like totality and if I give you something I expect you to do it well and 100% if you need help let me know but I give you freedom to do it however you need to do it not that she was ever one to dog it when working for other firms but she learned that when you work for yourself especially once you've built the support team, you can't just check out mentally from time to time. You have to have more structure. You, it's nice. It's, it's a lot. Like, there's no days where I can't be like, oh, I don't really feel like it. Uh, before, I used to be able to have that, you know, and you and I don't really feel like it. I don't, you know, it's, it doesn't work that way. You, you show up and I, I have a job just like the rest of my team has a job. Um, so that's actually been a big tracker of our that's to streamline our process and systems because now I like I said I feel to have the right people on the team so now I'm focusing on the process and the system so I can take away like if I'm out the business operates so that's been like a huge part of this year how do I make the business operate without me I mean I obviously am still the rainmaker I have to bring in money but if I'm out on a vacation or a personal leave I want the business to run. So um, that's been a huge tracker of our and focus for this year. 
and that's how the company will begin to evolve. The goal with the next stage of her company, while continuing to take on advisory clients, is to build out her online or digital business. Yeah, I actually am. I would like it to be more passive, um, which is something we're trying. I only have one online course right now, so it's a little bit difficult. But I actually made that decision a few years ago after I built it. Okay, I'm not going to be a sole online business. Like, that's just not my style. Um, So having the combo is actually really good. But we do use a lot of online to build marketing, right? So that was kind of my unique approach. But um, yeah, in the next five years, I definitely envision having a lot more passive income from the one online product and hopefully more. So where does her business stand today? What has all that self-branded promotion and business building produced? She's all of 30 or 31 years old and only about five years removed from her role as one of many financial advisors with Ameriprise. She's got now a heavily trafficked blog and hosts a recurring video program called Financially Wise TV. Yeah, so how do we level a measure of success? Every year, my I mean, one is revenue, right? Revenue is increasing um, at least 20% every year, which is great. I, this year, um, have been tracking a lot of, so we're really focused on consistent uh, income and cash flow every month. So we've been like consistent new clients, consistent ongoing retainer clients, consistent media and speaking gigs every month. Like, so that marketing machine has been like cranking and we've been getting more and more refined as to what, what do we do every week and every day to keep it going. You know, the goal is to get to half a million in revenue in the next year. So I feel very confident about that. Um, but also, like, like I said, it's more, like to me, revenue is great, but I'd rather focus on profitability and is, is my life good with this business because you know sometimes I in the beginning I was so focused I need to be a million dollar business million dollar business and then I realized well what does that even mean because I have I've seen million dollar businesses and they net the same amount of income I'm betting so you know it's relative in talking with Brittany you learn very quickly that she's relentless she's constantly thinking about how to expand the business how to run and measure it more carefully and how to learn from her earlier activities and priorities. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. I'm, I mean, even yesterday, because we're, we have a quarterly team meeting coming up, I outlined all the services again. Like, here's our exact service model. Here's the price point of each one. Here's how many we need to be selling every year. Um, I don't know if that's answering the question, but I would just say it's very outlined. Um, what our products and services are. And then what we're trying to get better at is every month be promoting all of those in a very consistent way. So now while she likes to have a specific focus from a marketing or a service offering standpoint every year, what should we expect to see from Brittany over the next 12 months or so? Well, we just switched to Financially Wise Inc. So you could definitely come over and see my new website. You can see... Maybe in the next 12 months, just continue what we're doing. Consistent new clients, um, more financial wellness, which is our speaking at corporations. Another brand partner. I have one with right now with Chase, which I love. Actually, just really more of the same. 
Now, if she were to give one final piece of advice to those currently working for large companies but are eyeing a move to work for themselves doing the same thing they're currently doing in the corporate world, it's this. Just be clear about what you really want out of the business. I don't think everyone needs to be an entrepreneur business owner like me. I think it's great, you know, what I have. And a lot of people look at what I'm doing with marketing and want to do it too. But you can find a way to do that within a firm. So be very clear because not everybody is wired for this path. But if you do feel like you are, I would say get clear about what is going to make you different. And that's the story of Brittany Castro, founder of FinanciallyWiseInc.com. She broke out on her own from one of 16,000 employees to a highly successful personal brand in the challenging financial services space. Coming up next week in our final episode for season five, Stuart Draper, founder of Stukent.com, S-T-U-K-E-N-T. Hey, listen, if you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at shows at mellow.co with your story of how Freelance to Founder has helped you reshape your personal business. Or you can tweet me anytime at Brandon Hull. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N-H-U-L-L. For all of us here at Mellow and the Mellow Mastermind Group on Facebook, I'm Brandon Hull. Thanks for listening and join us next time on Freelance to Founder. Thank you.